Chapter 24 Catatonic Hard-On Luke stumbled into the office kitchen. Any fleeting clarity he had gained earlier vanished, and the fog of a wasted night kicked in again. He was shaken by the office theft and Jack's absence, and he certainly wasn't a big believer in coincidences. Chastity was on his frontal lobe, and he desperately needed to see the video evidence of what had actually happened. Luke's head was pounding, and he needed food. A power bar and a Mountain Dew would do the trick, but no such luck. There was, however, a homemade panini Quan brought for lunch. He ate it while slurping down two Mountain Dews, waiting for the caffeine and ham and basil sandwich to kick in, rummaging around Jack's spotless desk yet again. He had to admit, Quan was a pain in the ass, but he could make a mean sandwich. Luke! Eamon yelled from down the hall. I got the security video up and loaded. Luke stuck his face under the kitchen faucet and was in Eamon's office a few seconds later as he scrolled through video loops. Quan came in with a sad look and an empty sandwich container. Really? he asked. All Luke could do was shrug and burp. Okay, here's what I've got for last night, Eamon said as he started scrolling through the video. Here's where you come in. They looked at the timestamp. It was approximately 1 a.m. Luke saw his dark image on the monitor and for once wasn't exactly proud. He looked vegetative and sloppy, groping the girl holding him up, sporting a massive erection that looked like it could chip granite. He used her to steady himself as they staggered into the conference room. It looked worse since the lights were off and there were thermal scans on top of their images. Luke couldn't make out her features on tape, and certainly couldn't tell whether she was good-looking or not. But it did appear that she had a great figure. The sad part was, he wouldn't have recognized her if she walked up to him on the street. Eamon mercifully scrolled quickly through the footage from the conference room. Luke wasn't in good form and, for once, exhibited behavior bordering on embarrassment. Luke silently gave them a little credit for class. They didn't say anything, even though there was plenty of material with which to bash him. They quickly cut back to the hallway camera and waited for her to leave. Okay, not fired, he thought. It wasn't until looking at the same sequence 20 or so times that Luke finally caught it. Wasn't much, really. He had been so focused on the boardroom camera and the sad, sloppy sex, he missed the hall camera feed which clearly showed a shadow move past the door and down the hall ten minutes after Luke and his date walked in. What the hell was that? Luke asked, pointing at the screen. What are you talking about? Eamon asked. Roll it back. That shadow right there, Luke said, pointing. Damn, Eamon said, leaning up, practically putting his nose on the screen. I see it now, Quan said excitedly, not wanting to be left out. Luke cut his eyes at him. They switched over to the other hall camera and saw the shadow open the office door and leave. I'll be damned. Roll it back before I came in, Luke said. Eamon rolled the video back approximately an hour before Luke walked in. They clearly saw the door open and a faint shadow move through. They watched the figure open the door to Jack's office and walk in. After 30 minutes, the shadow moved and made it into the server room. It was barely visible but there was no doubt someone else had been in the office while Luke was getting drug-raped on the conference table. Dude, that is fairly impossible, Eamon muttered. Fairly impossible, Luke asked, a question mark stamped all over his face. Eamon looked at him. Well, 
in that we don't have the most sophisticated system here, but it's close, Eamon said. Get to the point, Luke said. What I'm saying is, this dude just snuck in with nothing more than a ghost trail. He had to be wearing some sort of suit to disguise his heat signature and blend in with the surroundings. I can't pull up anything of quality, even with the enhancement software. Must be some sort of electronic camouflage, Eamon said. Electronic camouflage, Luke thought. Luke didn't like where this was going. There weren't too many people or organizations with access to that type of tech, and most of the ones he knew of weren't ones that he wanted any personal attention from. Definitely not good, he thought. Give me the feeds from the rest of the cameras, Luke said. Eamon pulled up the camera feeds from the kitchen and corridor outside Jack and Luke's office. The brothers had decided they didn't want cameras in their offices for fear of generating compromising video, much like the one they were watching with Luke in the conference room. Stupid. Damn stupid, Luke thought. From another camera angle, same thing, nothing more than a shadow. Ten minutes after the shadowy figure left, Chastity left too. They scanned the video for ten more minutes, scrubbing back and forth to see if they missed anything earlier that evening or after Chastity left, but nothing. Luke jumped from his chair and ran down the hall into Jack's office again. Broken into, son of a bitch, he muttered. It occurred to him that he had Chastity's, well, a.k.a. Rufy Queen's number. She'd left a message. While he didn't remember much, he didn't think his gift for reading people was failing. Even while drunk or damn near catatonic, he never had problems. He'd tested his ability on more than a few occasions in damn near every casino in Vegas. Maybe it was her, but in his mind, she wasn't the right profile based on seeing the video. She showed no signs of involvement, and he knew for a fact that she'd have to be an incredible actress to pull it off. She never looked over her shoulder, looked toward the doorway, or dropped any subtle clue that she knew anyone else was in the office. She even left without looking at Jack's office on the way out. But for Luke, coincidences sucked, and he definitely needed to rule her out. Hell, why would she call back if she was part of it? He pulled out his cell and called the number Chastity had left in his message earlier. She answered quickly, Hey, I didn't know if you'd call back. Good to hear from you. I had a great time last night. Huh, I bet. Sex with a catatonic hard-on is a pretty low bar for fun, Luke thought. He decided not to mention about the drugs. Me too, Luke lied. Just wanted to see if you'd like to grab an early dinner, he said. Yeah, that sounds great. She gave him her address and her name again and told him to be there around 6 p.m. He hung up and looked around Jack's office again. Something just didn't feel right. Quan came long striding in. What are you doing? We still need... Luke put up his hand, left the room, and waved for Quan to follow. Tell Eamon to get the sweeper. Quan looked at him with confusion. Then it dawned on him. Eamon and Quan hustled back a few minutes later with a bug-sweeping device. It wasn't a commercial product, but something Eamon put together for himself that scanned for pretty much everything. Luke was hoping that his spider senses were wrong. Eamon carefully scanned the room and held his hand up. He moved to Jack's desk and put his finger over his lips to keep everyone quiet. He reached under the desk and pulled out a small black disc. 
He carefully removed a lead-lined pouch and placed the device in it, then continued to scan for five more minutes before finally letting out a sigh and breaking the silence. We're good, Eamon said. What is it? Luke asked. Just a plain old bug. Nothing fancy. The only interesting thing about it is its small size, Eamon said. Oh, like your penis? Luke asked. Eamon wasn't in the mood and brushed off the dick joke. I mean, whoever had a suit like that, I would have expected something a little more sophisticated for a listening device. He looked at Luke. What made you think to scan for it in the first place? Honestly, no friggin' clue. Just a hunch, Luke said. Can you track it back? Quan asked, walking into the room. Eamon smiled. Yes, I can.